Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. The um, head of, you know what the five eyes are? So the, um, the head of British intelligence agency, MI5, warns that more than 20,000 people in the United Kingdom have now been approached covertly online by Chinese spies and said the scale of the spying is, quote, epic. He probably didn't say it like that. He probably just said epic. But I just always feel like it, like, gnarly, epic. Anyway, this is the BBC reporting. Ken McCallum was speaking to the BBC at an unprecedented public appearance of the security chiefs of the Five Eyes Alliance. This was in California. So basically they find all of the uh, the people on staff that have five eyes and they... No, I'm kidding. They It's people with glasses with a third... No, I'm kidding. It's The five eyes are US, UK, Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. And their security agencies, they all get together and they did so in California, and then they came out um, and warned of commercial secrets being obtained by China. Stanford University in California was chosen as the venue for the first public meeting because it lies in the heart of Silicon Valley. In both public statements and a closed session with entrepreneurs and investors, security chiefs warned that cutting-edge research is being stolen. He says uh, he called it a sustained campaign on a pretty epic scale. McCallum reported that Chinese agents approached people through uh, sites like LinkedIn and they would try to recruit or gain sensitive information from workers across Britain in the tech sector. He also cited 20 instances of Chinese companies trying to gain access to sensitive technology developments at British companies and universities through investments or other means, usually hiding their involvement through, quote, obfuscated investment, imaginative company structures, like 20 LLCs, maybe. Like 20 limited liability corporations set up by Hunter Biden. I'm just throwing that out there. That could be, I'm just, you know, spitballing. FBI Director Christopher Wray asserted that China, China, has made economic espionage and stealing others' work and ideas a central component of its national strategy. Well, I, for one, am shocked. Just shocked that China would engage in that kind of behavior. The five eyes, heads, only, that's weird. That just sounds weird. The five eyes, heads. The heads of the, or the chiefs of the five eyes, only rarely meet. That sounds like a movie with Brad Pitt about the end of the world. The chiefs of the five eyes only rarely meet, so the scale of the espionage activity must have scaled up drastically. I wonder what they might be getting ready for, stealing a whole bunch of stuff. From quantum technology and robotics 
to biotech and AI. China was stealing secrets in various sectors. China has long targeted businesses with a web of techniques all at once. They said, quote, cyber intrusions, human intelligence operations, seemingly innocuous corporate investments and transactions. Every strand of that web had become more brazen and more dangerous, except when it comes to Hunter Biden. Then there's nothing to see there. That's just disinformation, right? Think about this. We're supposed to believe that China is engaging in all of this kind of activity. But the one thing they're not involved in, the one thing that's overblown, the one thing that is not nefarious in any way, shape, or form is the one that just conveniently, coincidentally, ensnares the Biden family. This was a piece by... uh, Leslie Eastman at LegalInsurrection.com. She says, I have to admit, it is refreshing to see Christopher Ray from the FBI target actual spies <laughs> rather than Trump supporters, Catholics, and concerned parents. That, that's true. That's a fair point, right? Uh, baby steps here. We should give credit where it's due. Silver linings and all of that. China's real estate market, by the way, is all, is in decline. And so this is what Eastman connects this to, or I guess the BBC, or, well, I don't know what publication this is. Um, she just, she has a quote in here, but, and she just provides a link, but uh, this is a printout, so I can't see the link. Um, China's real estate market is in decline. She's saying, follow the money. Why, why is this all ramping up right now? And she's saying, follow the money. Debt deflation hangs in the air. The real estate market is in decline over there. The country's workforce is shrinking. Did you know that? GDP growth is trending downwards. No wonder that the International Monetary Fund at its recent shindig in Marrakesh, love their express, by the way, warned of slowing economic growth in the People's Republic, raising the prospect of what they called Japanization. Japanization. Basically, the prolonged economic and financial malaise that afflicted its once high-flying neighbor, Japan, after its asset bubble imploded 30 years ago. The trouble is that China's economic imbalances are way worse than Japan's in 1990. And that's before considering the ruinous economic consequences of Xi Jinping's autocratic, oh, I'm sorry, President Winnie the Pooh's autocratic rule. So against this backdrop of chicanery and spying, we have the Belt and Road Initiative. And this is a debt trap. That's what this is. This is China getting their meat hooks into all sorts of developing countries. This is how they've been doing it. And they've been doing it for a long time. A total of 152 countries signed a BRI agreement with China, Belt Road Initiative. China became a major financer of development projects under the Belt Road Initiative, on par with the World Bank. They did 3,000 projects representing nearly a trillion dollars in investment. China had filled a gap left as other lenders shifted to areas like health and education, and they moved away from infrastructure. Why? Because they came under criticism 
for their impacts on the environment and local communities. So China moved in and filled the vacuum. They filled the void with their Belt Road Initiative because they would build the projects that the West wouldn't because they were getting criticized for building infrastructure or building energy projects because you were harming Gaia Earth. Chinese, uh, Chinese financed projects have faced similar criticism from displacing populations to adding tons of climate changing greenhouse gases to the atmosphere. But China really doesn't give a flying fig Newton, right? They, they haven't really cared. They, I mean, these are people that put on, uh, that open up a, like a coal fired power plant like every other second or something. It's ridiculous. Loans. That's how they've been doing this to these foreign countries, to these uh, uh, developing countries. They give them big fat loans to pay for the construction. But some governments now are not able to pay back those loans. And then China moves in and takes the asset. And so now they've got a foothold in your country. See that? By the way, have you noticed they've been buying a bunch of farmland in America? Have you seen that? Arkansas is actually uh, taking a step to stop that sort of thing. I'll give you details on that in a minute. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? Uh, Alrighty, so let's talk debt traps. The U.S., India, and, uh, well, you know, a lot of other countries, they've been saying that China is running a debt trap. Debt trap diplomacy, they call it. They make loans to these developing countries to build infrastructure that they know the governments will default on. The terms of the contracts are just, you know, not good. And that allows Chinese interests to take control of the assets. And one of the most often cited examples is a port in Sri Lanka that the government ended up leasing to a Chinese company for 99 years. Many economists say, because remember, you know, the business world and the GovCo world in communist China, it's one and the same. Right? It, it, it's all the same. Many economists say that China did not make the bad loans intentionally, though... We just don't know how to loan money. That's all. See, it's just, oh, our bad. We were bad at assessing risk. That's why we gave you guys these big projects only to come back and take them over. It was totally our bad. Yep. (sighs) What's a loan? We don't even know what loans are. Now, having learned the hard way through defaults, China development banks are pulling back. So this has created uh, huge debt burdens. That burden is now weighing on economies in countries like Zambia and Pakistan, sorry, Pakistan. On the, uh, there's also on the climate front, 
China has pledged to stop building coal power plants overseas. Just uh, just overseas. I mean, let's not get crazy. They're not going to stop building them for themselves. But they're going to stop building them overseas. So sorry, developing countries, you don't get any kind of cheap power. You're just going to have to stay a second or third world country forever. For It's for Gaia Earth. Your sacrifices will be celebrated long after your countries have died off because you can't get cheap power. Um, so China's been buying up a whole bunch of farmland in uh, America, too. And this is this has caused some concern among some people, probably mainly just oh, those Republicans. But uh, but me also, uh, I'm a little concerned about it. And apparently Arkansas is. They ordered a company called Syngenta to sell 160 acres of farmland in the United States or in, in the in the sorry, this is from Reuters. So they called it in the U.S. state, which is redundant Reuters. What are you doing? Anyway, so they got to sell 160 acres within two years because the company is Chinese owned. And the, uh, the global seeds producer, Syngenta, is not happy. You, farm groups and lawmakers are increasingly scrutinizing foreign land ownership due to concerns about national security. Quote, this is about where your loyalties lie, said the governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The company owns about 1,500 acres of U.S. agricultural land for research, development, and regulatory trials on products used by farmers. The order is Arkansas's first enforcement action under a state law passed this year that prohibits certain foreign parties from acquiring or holding land. China is among the prohibited parties because it is subject to U.S. arms export controls known as the International Traffic in Arms Regulation, or ITAR. So they have a legit, well, cover story, right? I mean, they have a reason. They have a reason to say, sorry, China, you can't own this stuff. You're on this ban list. So that makes sense. That's their cover story. Now, maybe it's also because, you know, we don't trust you being communists and all. So I don't know. I like it. I think this is a pretty good way to go. If you're already on this ban list, you're already on a list of, like, say, terrorists, you know, uh, your terrorist sponsors or something, then, yeah, you shouldn't be able to buy up a whole bunch of our land. To me, that makes sense. Like, for security purposes, no. By the way, Poster Anonymous on Twitter. I do not know um, what what the heck Josh Stein is eating on what is on this plate of his. Josh Stein is running for governor. He is the current attorney general, and he's got a picture of himself uh, sitting with a little puppy dog and a plate, and there's some god-awful creation on the plate. I can't tell. It almost looks like... like fruit cake mixed with wheat bread or maybe I thought maybe meatloaf I don't know I, and I, I don't know if it's as bad as Cal Cunningham's barbecue gate that whole scandal where Cal Cunningham you know said oh I, I love barbecue and he was like standing in front of a propane grill with a spatula like he's getting ready to flip some burgers and you know I think that's probably what cost him that election um against Tom Tillis. I mean, well, maybe also the uh, the, the scandal of the affairs and such. That, that might have been it, too. It's, it's really hard to tell. Um, by the way, if you are, um, if you are a longtime resident of uh, Charlotte, this, what I'm about to describe is something that has been uh, 
It has been around for a long time. You have seen it on the skyline for a long, long time. And it's coming down. And time is running out uh, if you want a really great deal. How's it going? Um, sorry, I was just saying hi uh, to a fellow in a truck who waved at me. And that, you know me, I, I, like I'm a, I, I will wave back. I'll say hi. Um, so, it's, and look, I don't know how to pronounce this thing. I never really cared to know how to pronounce it. I just knew what it was, and it was up on the top of the Duke Energy building. And it was like a laser show. It was like a laser light show, but from like 1980, you know? is a square. And it, apparently it's called quadrille? Quad, quad, quadrille? 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 I don't know. How do you pronounce this? Q-U-A-D-R-I-L-L-E. Quadrille? But it's got the L-L-E at the end of it. Oh, but maybe it's like neighborhood grill, and they got the grill with the L-L-E to make it sound fancier or something. So maybe it is quadrille, or it's quadrille. It's French. Not sure. Either way, sometime this weekend, workers are going to remove that massive thing. And it looks small from you know, like the street. It looks kind of small. But the thing is 40 feet tall by 40 feet wide. It's a square. I think that's why it's called Quadrille. So 40 by 40 multimedia light structure that for 27 years has illuminated the corner of South Church Street from the side of what is now the former Duke Energy Building, right near Bank of America Stadium. You know, and like the, the, it's got all the lines, and the lines have different colors, and they like change the colors, and they do different patterns, and whatever. The art piece is called Quadrille. It is a, wait a minute, wasn't that the guy in that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Total Recall, that popped out of the dude's chest? I think that was him. I've never seen anything pop out of that uh, the sculpture, though, the light show. Either way, it's a Charlotte landmark. So just like all Charlotte landmarks, we're taking it down. Um, the future is hanging in the balance, says uh, Christine Bowling over at Charlotte Ledger. Um, by the way, you should totally subscribe to their, uh, their newsletter. It's a really good uh, newsletter. Um, the art piece called Quadrille, uh, the former Duke Energy building, is on the cusp of being redeveloped by its new owners, and Duke Energy is asking uh, for people to help and uh, to help try to you know, find a place for Quadrille to live. They are appealing to the public. Company officials have reached out to a multitude of local organizations and businesses offering the artwork for free, but so far there have been no takers. Um... Those with leads can email them to Duke Energy at D E P L A Z A. So D E Plaza. Oh, Duke Energy Plaza. That makes sense. D E Plaza at Duke Energy.com. Duke Energy officials say yes, they have already engaged with the Foundation for the Carolinas, the Arts and Science Council, uh, the Communist Party. No, sorry, the USSR. Sorry, Charlotte Center City Partners, CCCP. So, um, don't bother suggesting those organizations. Quote, I think our hope is just to see this live on somewhere, ideally in the Charlotte area, saying that the company would be okay if it goes outside of Charlotte as long as it can continue to, uh, continue to be enjoyed by the public. Last December, uh, the building, uh, the Duke Energy building, was sold 
for $35 million. MRP Realty plans to convert the 13-story building into 450 apartments with ground floor retail. Moving Quadrille to Duke Energy's new headquarters on South Tryon is not an option because the tower's glass sides cannot accommodate it. It's too heavy. 15,000 pounds it is. So you can't hang it on glass. I feel like there's a real opportunity here for, uh, for some sort of a, a synergy project, you know, with command strips. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, like, are we Americans or Americans? I feel like we should be able to figure it out, get some command strips, some really, really big command strips, put them on the side of the glass tower. I mean, you'd have to press up against it for like 30 seconds, you know, and make sure it stays against the glass. But I think it might work. I think it might work. And by the way, you always go for the Velcro ones. The Velcro ones are superior than the sticky ones. You always go for the Velcro ones. Or you could do the hooks. The hooks, they're a little bit more problematic, I have found. Trust me. I moved five times in two years, people. I am, uh, I'm an expert on the command strips, okay? But you know me. I'm all about solutions. And so I think, like, for one thing, you've got this, uh, uh, this quadrille, this big art piece hanging up on the Duke Energy building, and they're taking it down. And so uh, I would very much like to, you know, facilitate uh, getting this thing to a new home. Because otherwise, it's just going to go into Duke Energy storage. They're just going to store it someplace. Um, in Maiden, 35 miles northwest of Charlotte. Now, they're saying if, if you want it, then they can give it to you. If you're able to accommodate it as soon as it's taken down, if you can get it as soon as they take this thing down off the top of the building, and it comes down in four pieces, so it's 40 by 40. So I guess it would be 10 by 10. Ten different pieces. They're massive, Right. So they're going to take it off the side of the building, and if you're able to take it right then and there, they will foot the bill for the transportation cost. But if you if you don't come forward, and you only realize you want this thing after they drag it all the way to Maiden, and they store it in Maiden, well, then you're going to have to pay for the transportation after that. Now, they are open to donating the piece, but they say it has to be uh, seen by the public. And, uh, you know, in an appropriate setting. So no, like no discos. You can't put it into the clubs. Which I don't know why they have that pro. Why? Like to me, that's, that makes the most amount of sense, doesn't it? You got this 40-foot light sculpture thing that flashes all these neon lights. Why not put it into the clubs? Why not uh, put it in a rave? I don't know. Seems, I mean, it makes sense. But they say no. Then there's the uh, Queen Charlotte statue. Now, I've watched this statue at the airport move around. I mean, the statue, well, it's, it's not a moving statue. It's not like one of those artists that spray paints their body to look like a statue. It's an actual statue. But they keep moving it. They moved it all around the airport over the last, what, 30 years or so, 20 years. Um, the Queen Charlotte statue is now back. It's visible. It's now... Uh, it was returned to the uh, Charlotte Douglas International Airport uh, lobby with uh, Her Majesty looking like she got a facelift before landing at the center of the main lobby with her refreshed look. During an unveiling at the ceremony, a massive blue tarp dropped off the iconic 15-foot-tall Queen Charlotte bronze statue, which rises to the second floor atop a 30-foot pedestal. 
This is Catherine Muchigroso at the Charlotte Observer's report. She says removal and rehab of the statue was part of the airport's Destination Charlotte, or, well, Destination CLT, a $2.5 billion to $3.1 billion capital investment program to renovate and expand the facility. Okay. Have you seen the statue? It, it looks like someone punched her in the stomach. What's the deal with that? It looks like someone punched her in the stomach or threw a bowling ball at her or one of those, like, workout balls, whatever, those big, you know, workout heavy balls, whatever those things are called, and, like, threw it at her stomach, and she's like, oof, and she, you know, is, like, falling backwards, like she's, or, or like, falling into a well or something. I, I don't, I don't get it. Now, there is an explanation here. Um, dude, dude, where is it? The, uh, yeah, here it is. Washington, D.C. artist Raymond Kasky's rendering was chosen from 16 applicants. Really? There were 15 other proposals? Like, how bad were they? Kasky said he made her leaning backwards in the wind because it seemed appropriate for an airport. Well, I mean, you could have done that with just some, like, uh, flowing... Uh, dress, you know, like her, make her garments like billowing in the wind. You could have gotten the same effect. You don't have to make it look like she's like been punched in the stomach, falling backwards into a well. That was not completely necessary. I, I mean, I don't think. But you know, what, what what do I know? I'm just a radio host. You know, um, the Queen Charlotte sculpture of her in motion, leaning backwards, holding the crown up in one hand, has greeted travelers since September 18th, 1990. And it is now back inside the lobby, so say hi when you go on by. Right now, I'm saying goodbye. Brett Winterbill's coming up next. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.